All right. So welcome everybody to our Horizon Weekly Insider number 127. Today is Monday, March 14 of 2022. We're live now as usual on uh, Discord and YouTube and thank you for joining us. Uh, please uh, be aware that we are recording this call, but you can also check it out later in our Horizon podcast. Also, please remember to ask your questions on Menti for the team. We are going to be answering the top three at the end. Um, all right. And we're going to be also providing the link here in the chat section. Uh, let's get started with our first update from the engineering department. I'll welcome now Alberto. Uh, Luca here. Thank you, Angie. Uh, starting with uh, Zendu today, as we have an important update. The new software Zen 3.0 is going to be released in a few days. Uh, we have finalized all the improvements to be included in the release, and the final testing phase is ongoing already. In parallel, uh, we have also started the first round of notification to all our partners to keep them informed. Miners, node operators, exchanges, third-party wallets, and so on. This was just the first round of notifications. We plan to have a total of four rounds to make sure everyone updates to the new software. Then on the SDK side, another important activity that we brought on is the finalization of the next Blaze SDK release, which is going to be version 0.3.0. And this is the version that brings the sysagent withdrawal functionality and more. Last week, we completed the, the final code review of uh, all the PRs. The, the ones that were still remaining. So this week we are proceeding with the uh, release, the actual release. And then another important update is that last week we continued to work on the EVM sidechain project. And uh, let's say this week we are targeting to finalize the prototype of it, the prototype that integrates the Ethereum virtual machine in our Horizon sidechain. During the last few days, we achieved additional results. So we are now almost at the end of these activities related to the prototype after which we will proceed with the activities related to the final version of the EVM sidechain. Um, and then closing with some updates related to the proving system, we completed our first uh, review cycle for the PR introducing gadgets to simulate arithmetic for small integers and comparison operations. So the changes that were requested have been all applied and another iteration of code review is ongoing. Furthermore, we uh, also worked to address changes on D-Log and TD-Log accumulator Marlin after the, um, the first level of review was uh, performed, and uh, we finalized the PR on the Marlin verifier gadget. And lastly, we are closing uh, some pending uh, pull requests on code refactoring and other general enhancements, uh, and also optimizing in terms of both security and efficiency for our sponge construction. That's it for today. Back to you, Angie. Thank you, Luca. Next, we have Bano for the BD updates. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. So, well, last week, we, we had a, a great deal of deal flow on BD side. And starting from the probably the largest news is that uh, Voyager, the largest retail digital assets broker and application in the US, uh, listed Zen last week, and this is yet another uh, yet yet another entry for our U.S.-based community for to to Zen, and they are sourcing liquidity from the largest markets, and this is fantastic news. Uh, also, Binance has launched its own fiat to crypto service provider called Bifinity. Um, 
just recently to improve on-ramps and encourage more merchants to take crypto payments. The initial list includes around 50 supported cryptocurrencies and Zen is one of them already, which is also great news. Then we have another fiat on-ramp and off-ramp integration. Uh, European company called Cryptomat.io, which is licensed in Estonia, uh, listed Zen last week. They offer fiat on-ramp and off-ramp services, meaning that they allow to buy, sell and exchange crypto in minutes. And Zen is fully supported on their wallet and service as well. And lastly, a bit unfortunate news from uh, one of our recent exchange listings, BitGet. Unfortunately, due to regulatory issues in South Korea, again, BitGet had to delist coins with privacy features, including us. That's all from me. Back to you, Angie. Thank you so much, Vano. Okay, next we have Lucy for the marketing updates. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Uh, so I mentioned last week that we have a new member who recently joined us. Andrew Mullins uh, is our new community manager. So we, you probably have already seen him around talking to people and making friends here on our Discord. Uh, his main role is to provide support for our uh, community and improve community experiences for our um, all of our participants. Um, as a community-focused project, uh, this is a very important role. Uh, and I'm very happy to have Andrew on our team and help us grow and build a vibrant um, global community. So uh, it is my pleasure to officially introduce Andrew to the team and our community. Uh, Andrew, would you like to say hi to everyone and introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks, Lucy. Uh, happy Monday, everyone. Um, again, my name is Andrew, I'm working as the community manager for Horizon. Um, really excited for this opportunity. I am very passionate about advancements in blockchain tech and have been looking forward to all the things that are ahead for the Horizon ecosystem. Um, previously, I have worked in real estate, but crypto has kind of been my passion uh, for about five years now. I find a lot of excitement in the DeFi and NFT spaces, and I'm excited to see what the future holds and how we can build it here together at Horizon. Thank you, Andrew. Again, welcome to the Horizon family and join us on this exciting journey. Thank you. Uh, back to you, Angie. That's it. Thank you, Lucy. All right, so let's continue with Victor for the product and engineering updates. Uh, for this week, we have the updates published uh, in the chat room. Uh, mainly, we moved forward uh, the tokenization platform. Uh, now that is uh, in testnet uh, on uh, latest tag available of Blaze SDK. So uh, it's for internal testing, but soon uh, in uh, uh, let's say, but the, by the end of this week uh, will be uh, let's say the final version uh, that we will uh, soon release uh, for public testing. Um, I'm mentioning also the web wallet and the blockchain explorer, the sidechain uh, block explorer that we will uh, release uh, for the public testing very soon. Uh, they are both in testnet as well. Uh, we are working uh, to uh, making some changes on uh, the earlier version that was deployed because uh, now uh, we are on a different branch uh, that is integrating also, as uh, uh, Luca was saying previously, the CZ sidechain withdrawal that, was, uh, uh, that we are starting testing uh, uh, since Friday, since last Friday. 
Um, about uh, other projects, uh, we are uh, jointly testing with uh, uh, with Celsius the ZK audit that uh, is in testnet and uh, it will be a showcase for them of the uh, of this um, tool for auditing uh, uh, and giving uh, the uh, the uh, proof of uh, owning uh, some assets uh, in this case uh, bitcoin and uh, we are about to deploy also game chain uh, that is now migrated uh, to blaze as well uh, to testnet for uh, public testing for our first partner of uh, the gaming industry. Uh, about the monitoring system, uh, we have an update. Uh, we uh, had uh, an internal review of the UI and we let's say that uh, when we saw it, uh, uh, there were some uh, uh, ideas to um, larger the scope uh, of this tool because uh, uh, let's say we saw great potential in it, so we are again understanding uh, um, what what will be the next, uh, uh, let's say, a roadmap for this monitoring system. And uh, let's say we um, started from um, a suggestion, uh, let's say, for a reference design for people who will use the SDK but uh, it will soon become uh, something more, at least for us uh, internally. And then we will make available some uh, pieces uh, to um, give uh, uh, some, uh, some cool ideas also for users of the SDK. And that's all. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. Amazing updates. Now let's welcome Rob for the leadership updates in the Q&A session. Welcome, Rob. Hi, everyone. I kind of feel bad for you. It looks like I have 18 full minutes here to talk, and you know I could definitely fill the space. Um, okay, so I'm going to try something a little different today. I'm going to start by recapping what you guys just heard from the team and really just talk about the, the major themes here. Uh, so first of all, welcome new team members. Uh, Andrew in particular, welcome. Also on the Horizon Lab side, we've been adding people, and we really haven't been announcing them here. Uh, for the most part. So maybe uh, that's also an action for us just to really share the talent that we've been bringing into the overall community has been pretty fantastic. Um, okay, so the first theme you guys heard from the engineering group that we're doing multiple releases simultaneously. And this is something that, frankly, we just couldn't do in the past. We just would not have the capacity to be able to do multiple, very technical, challenging releases simultaneously. Now we do. Um, it's just a start though. So this week you, you heard about a Zendu release. This week you heard about SDK fin like finalizing the 0 0.3.0 uh, release with Seaside Chamber's raw functionality and more, as Luca pointed out. And you heard about uh, prototype de uh, design or prototype delivery this week for the EVM sidechain. So just think about that. We have three major projects, constant improvements on just the core. Uh, Zendu software, the SDK is actually critical for us because this is the product on top of which we will be doing many, releasing many things, uh, including the tokenization platform. And the EVM is strategically something absolutely critical for us. And it's a project that we kicked off really this year. I mean, we, we started to think about design and started to source partners last year, I think in December. And already here we are with a prototype ready for release into testnet. So things are moving. Uh, we're definitely going in the right direction, and we, we need to now build on this momentum and keep rolling. Speaking of continuing to roll, the BD team machine just keeps on rolling. 
Um, you guys heard about a really important uh, integration or listing here with Voyager. Again, maturing the U.S.-based markets, absolutely critical, and sourcing liquidity from the largest markets and bringing them to a common exchange, awesome for Zen. When Binance listed, uh, releasing a new product and with 50 digital assets in which Zen is one of them, well, market cap-wise, we're not actually a top 50 right now. Now, I, no predictions, but it's nice that they see us as being one of those top 50 in terms of quality or for whatever strategic reasons they decided to include Zen. You see fiat on and off ramps continuing to get added. And unfortunately, you see a common theme here with kind of crackdowns on privacy coins, at least in the, the Korean marketplace, another delisting for us, which is, um, you know, kind of annoying. But anyway, we, we just need to accept the reality that we're in and, and figure out a path forward. Marketing teams keeps growing and focusing on key areas like improving our community engagement. Awesome. We need to keep doing that and beefing it up. And the product team doing many things. So I'm, I have a, a kind of a special discussion that I want to go deeper on the tokenization platform again. But uh, you heard about some other releases here. So Web Wallet, uh, Sidechain Block Explorer being released again into Testnet. Uh, but also, importantly, a couple of other things that you heard about. You heard uh, ZK Audit will be released to a Testnet with Celsius. So we'll be able to finally see and you know tangibly see with Celsius uh, the results of this work that we did over the last year. Uh, Game Chain, this has been a project ongoing for a while, it was upgraded, migrated to Blaze, and now is getting ready to go to test night as well. So many things are going on simultaneously, and now we finally have the team to be able to do that. But, and like one of the big, the big buts here is, um, you know, I'm, I'm here in the office this month, really with my main focus, to just make that go even, even faster, and get that process of delivery even more mature, basically by by working on kind of optimizing or reorganizing our technology teams. Okay, so that's my, that's my main goal uh, right now is organizationally, I want to one, increase the tempo of our deliveries, even though we just went through a whole list of deliveries that are ongoing right now, but we need to do better. Uh, we're going to do this by decentralizing uh, and empowering our teams, really decentralizing into you know small, small empowered teams that can operate basically autonomously with leaders in those teams that can make decisions that are needed to move forward within each of these teams. Uh, we'll call them squads for now. And that's a shout out to you, Liat. Uh, I'm really excited for the, the you know, like organizing way of thinking about things. Uh, but if you think about these squads, what they're going to be are integrated teams that have self-contained authority to execute on their product. You'll be able to think about our, our quote, products here. The SDK is a product. Uh, you'll be thinking about all of the products built on the SDK as products like tokenization platform, like, um, you know, the game chain and so, so on. Main chain itself will be organized into one of these squads. So we'll be treating it like a product in the sense that it will have a vision, a roadmap. We'll understand dependencies across our stack. We'll have an independent integrated team actually executing on it continuously, uh, tokenization, EVM, and so on and so forth. Each of these squads is going to include a product manager, a, an engineering lead, uh, project management, engineers, DevOps, testers, BD, strategy, marketing, so other functions uh, as well. So what I mean by integrated here is not just integrated across the tech teams, but integrated across the entire organization so that we can actually execute and in ways that you know can be semi-autonomous and just we'll have the full stack of the business operating simultaneously together. Then our focus it goes to interdependencies. So the first thing we're going to do is map out, and we, we have a general idea now. We've been operating for a while 
uh, but we're going to systematize this to formalize it. We, we will map the dependencies between these different squads and products and then assign ownership of the dependency control. So for instance, when a change happens on Zendu on the main chain and has a ripple impact for the SDK, which then ripples onto the tokenization platform, we need to know that. We have to have tight control of, of this mapping so that we understand whenever there's a change of one part of our stack, how will it ripple through and impact other parts of it? Right? And we have, to, we have to formalize this so we actually understand it. And when we make changes, which changes will come, they will, be, they will come intentionally, right? Um, we'll also reform and invest heavily in our DevOps. This is something I've been saying for a little while now. Uh, I want them integrated directly into squads so that when each when a squad starts work on, say, a new version of a product they want to release or a new product in general, uh, DevOps starts with them from the very beginning and then stays with them throughout the, deli the delivery process. Uh, now, the rest of the org higher up from these squads, its main purpose is designed to flow information to make sure the squads are aligned with their overall strategy and simply to support the squads, right? That's the main point. This includes steering committees per squad, steering committees that are cross-functional so that we're not just kind of looking at things from a single direction, whether that's on the business side, the product side, the engineering side, and so forth. We want integrated groups at the tactical level and the operational level so that we're, when we're making decisions on roadmaps and changes and things like that, we're actually doing this in a way that's uh, plugged in and responsive to the rest of the market and responsive to the rest of the organization. The information flows quickly. Uh, so that said, I know this is a lot to unpack and maybe organizational dynamics aren't you know, the most interesting topic for people plugging into the Weekly Insider. I have no idea. For me, it's what I, I uh, you know, live and eat. This is, for me, my bread and butter. What I really enjoy doing is making sure that we're constantly optimizing and just getting better at how we're doing things. So to actually make this happen, make it possible, our hiring priorities on the engineering side are going to be product managers, project managers. In particular, we need a senior technical project manager, architect, probably architects, director of engineering, importantly. Um, and the goal here is to push decision-making to the lowest level possible and really just to empower, empower the team and the squads that are actually doing the product deliveries. Uh, ultimately, the main point so all of this is so that we can really increase the pace and the intensity at which we deliver because we will be delivering a heck of a lot more, you know, basically imminently. I mean, you already heard about three deliveries or five deliveries, actually, in the pipeline for like, this week or you know, the next two weeks. Um, that pace is only going to continue to increase. Okay, so, so that was quite a bit. Uh, I know that, that um, I kind of rushed through it because it's really important information. Real quick, I'm going to turn again to the tokenization platform, and I'll probably continue to talk about this every week until we actually deliver it. And then I'll continue talking about it after we deliver it, because we're going to have you know, multiple phases of this delivery. Um, so there are a lot of moving pieces, and we're pressing forward with our, our release plans. You heard that from Victor, and we're, we're spot on for these releases. And components, major components, are already released onto a testnet internally. Um, and we're just upgrading the version of the SDK on which they run, and that will be released to public testing. Right? So that, that's a really big deal for us as a community. It's about time. So you guys will be able to, at this point, uh, this will be an MVP, a minimum viable product release, which means its main purpose is really to demo the capability on mainnet. Okay, So just unpack that for a moment. So there will be three phases to this release until we have an ultimate final release. Um, well, I shouldn't say that because we're going to continue to make improvements over time. But consider this one a beta. That's what I mean by MVP here. So we're not encouraging widespread usage. Just come and try it out. 
right? So don't go and launch your business, uh, you know, a token for your business on this chain right away. Let's give it some time. The main point is uh, the SDK itself is not yet a mature production-ready product, and it needs to stabilize and go through auditing and further testing. The main point here is the auditing. So we haven't yet audited the SDK, and I think it needs to be audited, right? I, I think it's been so far so good, and we have products operating on testnet with it, but when we're talking production and we're talking about tokens being minted that could have actual value in the marketplace, we need to make sure that we audit the, um, the software and we have rigorous testing and we see how it operates before we really go crazy with it. Okay, so what are we doing about all this? Well, one, we're, we're releasing with a closed private network of nodes, right? That's phase one. We talked about that already. This means not anyone can run a node with phase one. We do this intentionally because we're paying strict attention to security and network stability initially. But anyone can mint a fungible token right away, right? That's the main point of this, guys. So we can demo the capability on mainnet. Um, and it'll come with a new web wallet, Explorer, and so forth. So all of the supporting stuff that makes it possible and makes it a platform will be released. And we won't yet encourage exchanges to integrate the software to list minted tokens, right? This is a key point. So we're, we're calling this an MVP, a beta, for a reason. We are not going to push exchanges to integrate this yet. So that means the tokens that are minted in this MVP version are not going to be listed on exchanges just yet, right? Unless an exchange just goes rogue and decides to integrate the software, um, that's on, on them. But we're not encouraging any of that right now. We're waiting until we have an audit. And then we're going to systematically push to have exchanges integrate the software so that tokens that get minted with, um, with, it, with our platform will be eligible for listing on exchanges if you know, the exchanges want to list those particular tokens. Okay, so the main concern uh, here, why we're not just going all out right away, is what if something happens to the sidechain? We're talking about software, the SDK, that has not yet been audited yet. Uh, Zendu explicitly tracks Zen, which means that you can retrieve your Zen even if the sidechain dies, but there is no such main chain mechanism for tokens yet, right? But tokens can be retrieved. So, you know, there's, uh, we, we will be able to retrieve tokens by relaunching a new sidechain if one, one happens to die, which means we'll, we'll do this by bootstrapping a new chain with the previous chain state. So it's not like information will be lost. And in particular, because we're keeping the network private in phase one, we will be able to root, uh, bootstrap another sidechain with the identical chain state so that tokens be, can be retrieved. And Zen can be retrieved with the C sidechain withdrawal mechanism that was just integrated into this version of the SDK and will be available. But it won't be pretty if this tail risk happens. So if the tokenization chain happens to go down, and this is a low probability event, but if it does, and blockchains have issues all the time, Right, especially blockchains that haven't yet been audited, uh, we can retrieve both Zen and tokens, but it won't be a pretty process. Because it won't be a pretty process, um, you know that that means we're taking things cautiously and we're going through the effort to make sure that we really footstomp. This is an MVP, guys. But this is crypto, and we have to move forward. So we're not going to wait for everything to be perfect before we release. We're going to release, and we're just being very, very abundantly clear with all of you what we're releasing and what the risks are. But I don't think that we can wait to buy down all risks and make things perfect before we launch. Right? This is crypto. It's been a while since Zendu. You know, the backend software has been released. It's time that you guys could be able to mint tokens. So we're going to do it. The community is ready. We're ready. So let there be tokens. And uh, let's see. That's all I've got, Angie. We can open it up here to any Q&A with the last five minutes we have. All right. Thank you, Rob.
Um, let's see. Thank you, everybody, as well, for contributing with your questions. So let's go and check out the top three. Um, the first one is, how does Horizon Labs BD operate? Is your main focus to sell Horizon Tech to potential clients, or do you focus more to sell technical and advisory support that builds on other tech? You know what? I would have a lot of fun answering this myself, but uh, let's see. I, I don't see Dean here. I, I do see Rohan. Rohan, do you want to have some fun answering yeah. this one? Let's yeah, hear how absolutely. you <laughs> no, I think that's a great question. Um, so the answer is twofold, right? So one is, yes, our goal is to expand the Horizon ecosystem and find applications and projects that would be a great fit and will be in alignment with what Horizon uh, blockchain uh, is trying to build. And the other aspect also is to help projects uh, who are not necessarily building on the Horizon sidechain main chain platform yet, but we have a long-term goal to start participating them now. And as we get closer to the technical feasibility, uh, we'll be able to bring them on board within the Horizon ecosystem. So yeah, so we do uh, you know, uh, look into partnering with partners and, and, and projects with both, both those angles. All right. The second question is, how do you distinguish CBF, I imagine it's fund, and labs income slash raise money on what uh, development resources should work on? When example, CK Audit is a labs product built on Horizon, is it engineers funded from CBFs or labs? All right. I mean, th that's a great question. And the reality is Horizon Labs was formed and capitalized really to support the Horizon blockchain first and foremost. And that's why our core engineering capabilities have thus far remained really on building out the main chains and do the core protocol on which everything else is being built and the, the core SDK, right? Now, that this is where a lot of our efforts have gone, including the crypto R&D that we've been doing really to build privy systems and circuits to support these things. Uh, it hasn't been until recently where we've been focusing on uh, or turning some attention, I would say, not a focusing, but turning some attention. Um, by we here, I mean Horizon Labs. We, we do have to be careful. Horizon Labs has turned some attention to uh, clients, like Rohan said, that are not yet building in the Horizon ecosystem for you know, a variety of reasons. The main reason being that we don't yet have our you know, fungible and non-fungible token um, platforms ready yet. Um, but um, Horizon Labs decided to take on some clients in particular, the Board of Yacht Club, to be able to do some high-profile projects that, yes, earned revenue, but more importantly, got us integrated with other really important communities in crypto, uh, with the main goal, ultimately, to bring all of this stuff back to Horizon, right? I mean, we're, we're core, um, core developer and, you know, just business Web3 team focusing on Horizon, but we're kind of going out to the market and pulling in, pulling in uh, customers to be able to build you know, if not in, in initially with us, ultimately to, to build with us. Now, the partition between how these things work, I mean, has been thus far quite natural. How things will go, maybe maybe this is even more important versus yeah, how we bootstrapped and how we just had to do things because we had limited resources years ago. Now that we have more resources, both as, an, as a community and ecosystem with the Treasury, and then with Horizon Labs, with, you know, capital raising in the VC marketplace and with revenues, um, now we could be a little bit more deliberate. And this is where we're setting up and structuring better ecosystem governance, where we're doing things like setting up uh, Horizon Community Council and segregating the treasury, even thinking about kind of the legal structure for how we're 
um, setting up the treasury. Like even in this next um, main chain uh, release, we're going to have different multi-sigs that actually span organizations as just an example where we're, we're continuously decentralizing, right? And the way that I, I see things going is that Horizon Labs will always have a core engineering and R&D capability that is ready and available and wants to continue building with Horizon. But the way that it, you know, Horizon Labs will get the business will be through competitive bidding uh, via the treasury, via an open governance and voting system, so that we, we bid just like anyone else for work. Um, you know, and if the work doesn't go to Horizon Labs, so be it. I, I think it's even a good thing. Horizon Labs has more than enough work to do on its own anyway, and will continue contributing to the Horizon ecosystem. But that point of contribution may rotate over time to be more product focused, where we're actually building use cases in Horizon versus core technology, assuming we can get other developers to come in on the core tech side. You know, and to the extent that we don't, Horizon Labs is always going to be there to continue building at our core. Hopefully that answers the question, guys. Awesome. And the third and final question is, have all employees from CBF migrated to Labs? No, not at all. Uh, in fact, we've recently been doing a, a shift where we've been hiring uh, a lot more ZBF-specific employees, and that's just going to continue. So the way it's going to break out, and maybe it'll be an interesting you know, blog post or something like that where we can make things a little bit more explicit and transparent to you guys, but there will be certain functions that the foundation does and certain functions that Horizon Labs does. Right? Horizon Labs is a commercial enterprise, and we're going to be focusing more over time on use cases in the ecosystem, whereas the foundation is going to be more of a governance oversight body that works with, say, the Horizon Community Council, Horizon Labs, and other ecosystem players, uh, other software companies that come in, as an example, and really focuses on, um, you know, budget allocations to perform certain things. Like if someone submits a ZenIP to do some uh, um, upgrade to the protocol, that ZenIP then will morph into a project that will be you know, proposed with a budget, and that will be you know, available for open competitive bidding in the marketplace and then anyone can do it and, and zbf will have more of an oversight function maybe more like program management or project management type of oversight of the work that gets done but isn't specifically doing the work so it'll focus more on like open source software practices making sure that you know our repositories are being maintained properly um, promoting more open source participation promoting you know what more widespread developer participation promoting governance uh, working on community building, the types of things like even this forum right now on Discord is being managed by the foundation. And we're investing now a lot more in how we get the word out about all of the good things that we're doing and how we grow and manage our community so that we can become increasingly you know, useful to you guys over time. So again, hopefully, I, I know I have a lot of words today, but uh, hopefully this is all helpful. Great. Thank you so much, Rob and Rohan, for answering the top three questions, uh, as well as everybody for contributing uh, each and every week with them. So that's a wrap. Uh, see you all in our next weekly Insider. I hope you all have a great week. Thank you, everybody. Bye.